Podcasting from Hartford, you're listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast, your place for all things Connecticut sports. And here is your host, Jared Cutler. On today's episode, Yale basketball's James Jones joins the podcast. And man, do we have a packed 15 minutes here. Coach Jones takes us through the Ivy League's decision to cancel its postseason conference tournament last March and the domino effect that that had on the sports world. We get into their decision not to play basketball until January of 2021. He takes us through how his team is preparing for this new start date, takes us through a full roster uh, preview of his team, and we we even have more to get into. Uh, So now, uh, without further ado, my conversation with Coach James Jones. So, so Coach, I guess, I guess the best place to start before we before we look at this season is starting by looking how last season ended. And the Ivy League was the, the first to cancel their postseason tournament. And then we kind of saw the domino effect throughout all of sports from there. What, what, was, what was it like from your perspective as that decision was made? And how did you think that was going to impact things going forward at the time? Well, it, it's hard to know how it was going to impact things going forward at the time. But, um, you know, it was one of those things that as a human, you saw it was necessary, you know, where we were as a country, um, back in March, um, you know, it it was like, well, it was necessary to, um, not understanding the virus at all for the most part in this country and, and, and having it spike and, and, and get a little nutty and, you know, uh, go bear was what changed everybody's mind and, you know, made it human for, uh, made it, Made, made you think that it was going to be a problem for athletics. So um, you certainly understood it. And, you know, you just expected to have a better handle on it by now. And, and it's too bad we don't. Were you surprised at the time uh, with some of the criticism that, that came towards the Ivy League? Uh, you know, why, why were they canceling? It was, you know, the Ivy League was taken out of proportion. What, what were your thoughts on some of that coming out at that time? Well, well, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, people are always quick to judge, right? Um. And, you know, and that's something that I, you know, I'm well aware of. And I, I thought in time that um, people would see um, the importance of what that the Ivy League was doing and why they did. I was just happy that um, that it wasn't just the Ivy League and everybody came to the same uh, conclusion uh, once more information got out. In, in talking about kind of coming to the same conclusion there, it, it seems like everyone has kind of come to some new conclusions and different conclusions for how to play this year. I know the Ivies made that decision to not play until January. What's it been like it, trying to, to get your team ready for a season that, that's not starting until January? Well, it, it's challenging, right? But at the same time, um, you know, I, I've been around long enough to try to be able to figure out the best way to handle uh, my team. Um, so we, we've been just trying to do the best we can um, and get our guys ready and prepared for the season. Um, it's, it's Again, it's, it's not been easy, but, um, you know, everything, anything's possible. I, I know each school ha- has different protocols in place. Have your athletes, have you been able to practice with the team as normal, you know, relatively normal with, with some precautions in place or, or are you still uh, working from afar? Uh, we're still working from afar. Um, we had, we had an um, outbreak on campus where there were a bunch of, uh, a bunch of hockey players that came down with COVID. So that um, kind of uh, slowed our progress. And uh, we're still trying to get back to where we can, um, 
you know, go full board and, and, and uh, get to playing. But as of right now, you know, like you said, we're not going to play till January. So we're a couple of months out. Um, so it's like being in, uh, it's like, this is like August. So mm-hmm. um, I'm preparing like this is August. What do you, what do, you do with a team to, to keep them motivated, keep them working while you're not with them and while they're having to, uh, you know, work from afar? Um, well, again, that, that's, that's challenging. But you have, I feel that we have really good relationships with our players. So we try to communicate with them as much as possible as a staff and try to get them together to keep them, uh, to keep them you know, connected. Um, the best thing, one of the best things about uh, playing college basketball is being in a locker room with all your teammates and laughing and joking around. And, you know, so we're certainly not having the opportunity to do that. So we try to make sure we get to um, get to that stuff as much as possible. You, you, the one thing that's going to be missing starting in January is going to be some, some non-conference games to, to get the team in some more of a flow heading into conference play. Um, you know, ha- have you thought about what it's going to be like just jumping right into the league schedule in, in January? Well, no, I haven't. And, and what I suspect, uh, Jared, is that, like, you know, you'll give it some thought and you'll, there'll be a lot of rust on all the teams going forward. But everybody's going to be in the same boat. So um, it, that doesn't matter. And then once you get into it, you're in it. So it, it doesn't really matter. Like people, Like when I used to play my brother when he was at Columbia, um, you know, it was always the week before the game was what was more difficult. But once the game starts, the game starts and you're just coaching basketball. I've got one last one here on the COVID front, and then we could talk about your team a little bit for this season. Um, you know, there, there have been rumors out there that, you know, there, there could be no college basketball season from the Ivy League. Are, are you confident that you guys will be out on the court in January? Um, I'm optimistic that we're going to be on a court out in January. That, that's the way I'm looking at this. It's, it's in the hands of um, uh, it's, it's not in my hands and it's not something I can control, but I'm optimistic that, um, we'll be playing in January. All right. So, so if, if you guys are out there on the court on January, take it, take us through the roster a little bit and, and what your thoughts are on the team heading into the season. Well, we'll start with Paul Atkinson, who was a player of the year last year. He's absolutely, absolutely a tremendous player. Um, is developed, uh, wonderfully, uh, for our program here and, and I'm really looking. At, I'm really looking forward to see what he's added to his game and how much better he is uh, this next year. Like this past season, um, there were a lot of guys uh, his size in the league: Chris Lewis, AJ Brodeur, um, uh, Chris Knight, um, and then and uh, the kid from Harvard whose name escapes me right now. Um, so uh, they don't have those guys in the league anymore. So he has a great advantage of, of not having to go up against uh, the guys with as much size as him. Uh, he's going to have a lot of smaller, quicker players on him and have an advantage of going over the top. So I'm really looking forward to see what he can do with that. Uh, Azar Swain was first-team all-league player last year. He broke a record of three-pointers in this uh, single season for Yale. Uh, shoots from absolute Mexico and has the ability to go on fire and make, make you know five or six threes in a row. Um, so really looking forward to uh, what he's going to be able to do in his senior year. Jalen Gavadon was a defensive player of the league, year in the league, and uh, he's our captain, and he does an unbelievable job at trying to shut down the team's best player, whether he plays the one, two, three, or four times. And so we're looking uh, looking at him. Uh, we have a number of guys that uh, have a possibility of starting at the four spot or, or another post player, uh, Wyatt Yes, uh, Jamil Alausa, 
um, EJ Jarvis and, um, and Isaiah Kelly are all up for it. So I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, who wins that race. And uh, from a step point guard uh, position, we have uh, as a DK, who uh, is a Canadian kid, who's going to be a junior for us, big, strong, powerful guard. And um, he had a battle with Eric Monroe for the starting job last year and Eric run it. Um, but, you know, certainly we feel really good about uh, as they going forward and, and what he's able to do. Uh, then we have a, a bunch of guards, um, Matt Cotton, tremendous shooter for us. Uh, August Mahoney, tremendous shooter for us. Uh, two guys that played a lot for us last year. We're looking forward to them. Uh, and then there are other guys like Mike Feinberg, who uh, is going to be a junior, and uh, he'll have an opportunity to play. And in the post, Jake Langford will have an opportunity to play. And so we feel really good about our team. And uh, we have a, a couple of freshmen that are that are here um, that I that I like a lot. And uh, we'll see if they can battle for minutes as well. There's Luke Kalaja. There's uh, Yusef Basaama and Matt Noling. So we got a strong roster and, um, you know, a bunch of people have picked us to win the league. And uh, I think they have uh, made a smart decision. <laughs> yeah, it seems, seems like you've got an exciting roster there. Look, looking into the future, what what has recruiting been like for you during these times, you know, having to do that all, uh, you know, remote and virtually? Um, th- that's been tough, you know, because you don't really get a feel for, families as much as you'd like to uh to be able to have a kid sit in your office with his mom and dad and uh you know be able to talk to them about yale it's or going to their home and, and sit down and talk with them and break bread um have a kid on campus for an official visit and be able to really get to know them like i've had times where i've had kids come on campus for an official visit and i found them different than it was during the recruiting process over the phone and we've we stopped recruiting that kid so you just don't get that same feel for people um that you do and it's just a a learning curve that uh we as a staff have have to learn not only from a personal standpoint of understanding who the kid is as a young man but also understanding how good he is because a lot of kids you can only watch them on tape one one change that that was coming pre-covid to the ivy league was going to be the the change in the way the conference season was played uh you know eliminating some of those back-to-backs that that you guys were so well known for playing what were your thoughts on on the changing of that that format there well quite honestly you know i'm an old head and you know um it it worked well really well for yale you know we we, we've developed ways to to um to build our, our practices to get ready for the weekends um our kid our young men didn't seem to have a problem with the back-to-backs physically um you know and and for me um if you win on friday night you can't wait to play on saturday and if you lose on sat on friday night you can't wait to play on saturday so it was always it was always good for me mentally so um it was going to uh, add a new challenge for us and, and i was looking forward to uh seeing how that would work out while you guys are, are stepping away from that scheduling uh format some other conferences are actually taking it on this year to make up uh, some of those conference games. What advice do you give to, to coaches who are going to be playing, you know, back-to-backs in conference play for the first time? Well, I, I, you know, God, that's a great question. Uh, you know, nothing comes to mind. Um, it's just something that they're going to have to try to build and work through. The toughest thing is to how do you prepare for your team on Saturday night without um, – dismissing your team on Friday night. So that, that's a challenge. And, and we, uh, as a staff would sneak, uh, you know, stuff on your uh, opponent 
on Saturday and all through the week of practice while you're preparing for the team on Friday night as well. You're trying to, you're obviously trying to prepare for both of them. Um, but we try to sneak it in without talking about the team so much on Saturday night uh, because you really don't want to draw focus or, away from the one game at a time. I'll get you out of here on this one. Uh, college basketball is just such a fan-oriented sport. What's it going to be like if, you know, come January at, at Payne Whitney, you don't have fans there? What, what's that atmosphere going to be like? And have you coached an atmosphere like that before? Um, well, yeah, because you've had scrimmages, right? Uh, you know, several years ago, there was a young lady on the crew team that found Coach Jones attractive, and she had a, and she had a sign that said, I love Coach Jones, or something to that effect. And my wife, and this, this, this sign was across from my bench, and my wife sits behind my bench. So she sees it, and she's like, well, who's this woman? And I'm like, I have no idea who you're talking about because I never saw it. So for me, I don't, I don't ever see anybody in the stands. I don't ever hear anything in the stands for the most part. You know, obviously there, there are lulls in a game where you'll hear something, somebody's trying to heckle you or something like that. But for the most part, I don't hear anything. I'm just, I'm too busy focusing on my job. So for me, uh, it, it won't be much different. I think that what, where you will find some differences are with momentum swings. You know, like, you know, we played 10 this past year. We were down by 10 with a minute and 43 seconds to go. I don't know that we could, we could have won that game without our crowd. So the energy, the energy, the energy that you get, you derive from the crowd will be taken away. Yeah, definitely going to be uh, a different and uh, interesting college basketball season, but coach, uh, really, really hope we get to see you and your team out on the court uh, come January. So thanks again for taking the time to come on and uh, best of luck heading into the season. Take care now. Thanks for listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast with Jared Cutler. If you like the show and want to know more, check out the podcast on Twitter at CT Scoreboard Pod, the host at Jared Cutler, and find us on Facebook at the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast. Finally, if you enjoy what you're listening to, rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.